What is up, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Birdie here. In this episode, we are going to talk about diversity and inclusion for small businesses and solopreneurs. How do we make more people and everyone actually should be the main goal? Feel included within the workplaces we operate within the businesses that we build from the ground up. We'll be talking about that in this episode. We are joined today by our guest who is a diversity and inclusion consultant who is passionate about helping companies increase their bottom line by making everyone at the organization feel empowered and included. She has lived and worked in four different countries and worked with over 60 nationalities during that time. So our guest who joins us in this episode is none other than Nateja Miller. Nateja. Hey, Mark. Oh. Thank you so much. Thank you for that rousing introduction. I'm really happy to be here. So thank you for the invite. Nateja, thank you so much for coming on Breakthrough Success. This is such an important topic to discuss because it's one of those things where I think a lot of people feel like they're doing it right, but maybe there's something they're overlooking. Maybe there's something they could refine. So, I mean, earlier I mentioned there, like you've worked with over 60 nationalities. So there's a lot of different cultures there. There's a lot of, uh, if you got the odd person out, like getting them involved. How do you suggest we create that open atmosphere for more people to feel like they are involved with our businesses? That's an awesome question. So I'm going to start because I know that there are solopreneurs that are like, oh my gosh, this episode is totally not for me. So don't worry. I'm going to start big and then I'm going to bring it down smaller. So if you have a company that has multiple different people from multiple different backgrounds, I think that the first thing that people should do is be aware of that. Don't feel like, you know what, if I do this, then this is, you know, a one size fit all thing, you know, recognize humans as individuals. I think that's the first part of diversity is making sure that you understand that, you know, just because person A likes it this way, that doesn't mean that that's, that suffices for person B. So with inclusion, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion are three things that people tend to like bring together as one but they're actually really, really separate and each of them are really important. So first of all, diversity is, you know, having different people from different backgrounds, for example, the 60 nationalities that we talked about. And then equity is making sure that they all feel equal. And then inclusion is making sure that they feel like, you know, one of the, one of my favorite diversity and inclusion experts, her name is Renee Myers. And she said, make sure they feel like they have a seat at the table. And what does that look like in a large organization? That looks like, for example, if, you having, if you're having a meeting, if you're making very important decisions, make sure that you have people that reflect the people that are a part of your company in those meetings, right? So if you're having, if you have managers or anything like that, if you have positions for those types of positions available, make sure that there's not just one face. Make sure that there's people that are represented from different parts of your organization within the leadership, because what does that mean? That means that from their end, they would feel included because they feel like they can reach to that level. There is opportunity for growth for them. And that also is important for the company itself because guess what that means? No group think. That means you have a diverse, mm -hmm. you know, a diverse ideas coming in. So that will make you grow. That'll make you be able to, you know, go ahead of the game when it comes to the competition because you have all of these diverse ideas that you can choose from, right? So I'm going to stop blabbering on because you know me, I'm so passionate. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I think that's just one of the many benefits because uh, just having these diverse ideas, it 
allows you to think in ways and grow in ways that you wouldn't have been able to grow if you just have a more narrow-minded approach as to, and not just a business sense, like you run a major corporation. Like we're talking about like if you're networking, introducing yourself to like a greater diversity of people who you network with versus uh, networking with the same people versus not really thinking about it that way because you get access to so many new ideas. And I'm wondering how can people take like, I'm wondering what are your thoughts on this? Like make taking a, uh, like a more conscious effort for the networking. Like, do you suggest that? Do you suggest like, uh, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, like, is it something that people should like really try to do very openly or is it something that when it happens, you just go for it? Something like that. I think that's a really, really good question. And for this one, I'm going to start with my solopreneurs for, for this example. Um, I think that it's important to, you know, understand that if you really want diversity and inclusion, you will have to work for it. So it's not going to be a fall in your lap type of thing for most people, especially depending on where you live, right? Like if you live somewhere like Vermont, for example, there may not be as much diversity as somewhere like maybe Miami. So when it comes to like posting on ZipRecruiter or Monster or wherever you're posting for jobs as it relates to recruitment, you will have to look like specifically into different organizations or different places for that networking opportunity, whether that's, you know, whether that's hiring or whether that's even just networking, whether that's one of those like clubhouse clubhouse is the thing now. Right. So like, even if that's like clubhouse, for example, just making sure that you search out those um, minorities, right. Search out groups that have women search out groups that have different types of, you know, people with racial background, LGBTQIA clubs and things of that nature. Um, for the solopreneur, I know a lot of solopreneurs tend to hire VAs, right? That's the perfect way to be able to bring diversity into your mm -hmm. company. Your VA does not have to, you know, look like you. Your VA can be from another type of background, whether that is as it relates to ethnicity, as it relates to LGBTQIA, et cetera. You know, there are so many different, um, different, different places where you can in infuse that diversity from different backgrounds. Because I think that a lot of people think of diversity and inclusion and they're like, oh my gosh, we're talking about black and white here and it's totally not that. Mm -hmm. Hope that's okay, Mark. I want to be like as open as possible and you know, yeah. like diversity and inclusion is straight across the board. That also includes people with disabilities, making sure that they feel included. And a VA would be awesome if you have somebody that's, that's um, from the disabled community that you can hire in that role. So there are so many ways to be to be more inclusive and to network and to grow with people that are from different backgrounds so that they can help you grow in return too. And I mean, there's just so many different roles that you could look for, like virtual assistant, like there's a lot of different opportunities there. Uh, one of the angles also is people have a message. So like I'll use myself, like, you know, I'm a podcast or I host Breakthrough Success. And, you know, like the content I provide could really apply to anyone. So, but how then do you like cater to that audience? Because like I could provide the content, but then like, you know, the acknowledging every individual uh, group, like individually in each episode and stuff like that. Like what's your take on that? Is there just like provide content? Is there like, I'm wondering what your take is on that. You have such great questions. Let me just say that. So for this, I, I love the question because you know, for example, as it relates to, we're specifically talking about race, you know, there's this um, buzz phrase right now, which is called like offering people a seat at a table and amplifying voices. 
And guess what? You're doing that right now, right? Mm -hmm. Because you invited a person that is a woman, number one, and also a person of color, number two. So that doesn't exactly reflect who you are as a human. As far as I know, you're not a, you're not a woman, right? So bringing people on your podcast that are different from you is the, an opportunity to amplify a voice that's different. And guess what? Maybe my audience are women or my audience are people of color. Mm -hmm. Or if I was a part of the LGBTQIA community, maybe then you'd have that community coming in. So I think that when you have a platform like a podcast or a YouTube channel or you do Instagram lives or you have a Facebook group, whatever it is, having that opportunity to invite people in that are not like you, that have, you know, maybe marginalized, et cetera, and allowing them to share within your platform is a perfect way to promote inclusion within your business. And it's also a perfect way to expand your network and also expand your clientele possibly, because guess what? When I come on your podcast and then I go on my page and say, Hey, just did an interview with Mark and he was awesome. Go check it out on the breakthrough success podcast. And then those people come in. Now you have different types of people coming in. And like you said, Mark, your content is amazing for everybody. So it's not just like one type of person that's going to be attracted to it. So now you have a, a wider scale audience. And now maybe potential customers coming from just because you decided to open up your platform to somebody that's different from you. I really love that answer, Natasha, because uh, like you can't be everything for everyone. Like you can't like act like you understand someone's pain to like kind of have that built in like diversity and inclusion. Like you can't act like you understand when you don't. And yes. bringing on someone like Natasha, uh, like that's going to create a more diverse set of episodes versus uh, just doing solo episodes versus not doing any type of networking or anything of that nature. So, I mean, you're a business owner, you've got the ability to shine some light on people and you can be very uh, strategic about who you shine the light on in order to have more powerful conversations that, you know, really help with the business, really help with getting important issues in front of people and doing important stuff that you feel like is right. Definitely. And I just want to add to that and say that, you know, in this day and age, like in 2021 right now, if a company or a business is like authentically trying to be inclusive and, you know, amplify voices and, you know, do all of the little things to be more inclusive, they are going to excel in this era. And that's just point blank, period. I'm not just saying that because I'm a diversity and inclusion consultant. I'm saying that because I see the trends going on. And maybe you've seen it too, Mark, where, you know, like people are so much more interested in this. And those people also include, guess what? Your consumers, your consumers care now about how, how inclusive you are. What efforts are you doing? What things are you doing within your company to be more inclusive? So business owners, if you're not there yet, this is the time. This is the time to set yourself apart by being a part of the trend. Not only the trend, but like continuing to make this a sustainable practice within your business. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to build on the word sustainable because diversity is such a big buzzword right now, especially 2020, where all a company has to do is say, we're going to do diversity. We're going to make everybody equal. And then all of a sudden they're viewed in this like perfect light where they can't do any wrong anymore. So uh, with that in mind, how do we actually make it sustainable rather than just this like one-off good PR? How do we make it sustainable? And then also how can we tell who is really making the effort and who's just doing it for the PR and then hoping the issue goes away? 
So good, so good, so good. So first of all, how do you make it sustainable? One of the things that I always tell my clients is don't bite off more than you can chew, right? Like you said, this is a huge buzzword now, like specifically in the post-George Floyd era, everybody is like, oh my God, Natasha, help me. I want to do everything. What can I do? Who can I like, who can I send money to? What can I do internally? What should I do externally? What should I put on my page? Should I be a part of Black Tuesday? I don't know, you know? And I'm just like, whatever you do, make sure it's sustainable. Do not post for a month and then be like, oh, okay, that was fun, mm -hmm. but now the trend is gone. Don't like, you know, don't say, oh my gosh, I'm going to amplify voice and you amplify voices for six months. And then you're like, eh, that was fun. So whatever you decide to do, whether that's in your hiring process, whether that's like in your social media and your messaging, whether that's like through your podcast or whatever type of medium you have, um, whatever it is that you do, make sure it's something like when you make that decision to do it, make sure it's something that you're ready to do 10 years from today. Make sure you don't like try to bite off more than you can chew and say, okay, I am going to put 20% of my profits and put it towards this organization and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And then three months down the line, you're mm. burnt out. You're burnt out because you're trying to like, you know, not overdo it because, you know, if you can do it, do it great. We're happy for it. We're, we're definitely, you know, happy for people to like excel and exceed expectations, but don't exceed expectations today if you're not going to be able to do it in 2022. Mm. So if, if, and don't feel like I have to do every single thing now, right? Like everything in business, like I'm sure that when you first started, Mark, you're not like, I'm going to do a podcast and this and this, and I'm going to write 17 books and I'm going to do that all in one month. No, you built, you built on everything that you did. You said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on this and then I'm going to craft this. And now that this and this are going well, and they are, you know, like they are basically systemic, systematic. I'm going to start this. So when you think about diversity and inclusion, think about it the same way. And also the second thing is to make sure that your, your reasoning behind while you're doing it is genuine. Mm. If you are doing this, and I mean this so sincerely, if you are doing this because it's the trend, just don't do it at all. That's my personal opinion. Like don't hire Natasha and say, oh, Natasha, come on, do training. I need unconscious bias training. And then be like, okay, yay, let me put this on my, my Instagram. Yeah. Natasha, thank you for a great diversity training. And, da, 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 da. and then you're like, okay, whew, that's done now. So people are going to get off my back because there is something called cancel culture that you might be familiar with. <laughs> yeah. And that basically answers the second question of, you know, how do people figure it out? you will be sniffed out if you are doing this to look better and you have no desire to be better trust me when i say it will catch up with you and there are so many companies like there are so many case studies um for example what was the i think it was the bachelor most recently that like you know they they had this whole contract thing that were like oh we want to be able to not have to hire any people of color on our show and that was in like in the contract and then George Floyd happened and then they were like, oh my God, magically the, the bachelor is a black guy. And then like mm. everybody like, you know, it was horrible for them. It was horrible PR. So they tried to do this positive PR thing by doing what's called tokenism. Tokenism is basically when you take one person or one thing and try to make that like, you know, make that suffice basically. So if yeah. you have one post of one person from the LGBT LGBTQIA++ community. And you're like, yay, I've done that. I've finished. My work here is done. This is tokenism and you will be called out on it. So to avoid that, just be genuine. Be empathetic, care about other people and make them all want to feel like a part of something greater. And I think that really comes back to your why. Uh, like if you know someone who's been affected by stuff, like it's easier for you to, you know, have a good motivation behind it versus 
you know, oh, just the buzzword. And now all of a sudden, like my company is viewed in this such better light. Like it's like that is what happens. But if you have a good why behind it, that's where you can make meaningful progress rather just a superficial thing, which eventually gets caught. Uh, one of the things I want to get into also um, is like with all of the different actions we can take like some people are listening to this episode right now they're thinking of different stuff they could do for their business different stuff they could post like all this stuff uh and they're probably excited going in a billion different directions how do we like rein people in to the point where it's like okay we know that you know maybe you're interested in you know taking a bigger stand on this type of stuff how do we get to the point where we do the small step rather than rush to the big burst that dies out in the end. Yeah. So I would say like when you think about diversity and inclusion, think about it like you think about most other things in your business, right? You will plan. You'll be strategic about it. You won't just be like, hey, I have $100. What should I do with it? You know what I mm. mean? You're going to try to plan this thing out. So in the same way, when it comes to your plan for diversity and inclusion within your business, plan it out and start, start small, right? Don't be like, oh my gosh, let me just, let me find the first organization that I can mm. and just throw this money there. Like, and make sure if you have a team, even if it's a small team, make sure that your team understands your vision too. If you're a solopreneur and you're like a heart-centered solopreneur who's like, I'm good, I'm down for this, then that's great. If you have a virtual assistant, if you have a, a person that does your sales, make sure that everybody within your team also understands the why. And I'm so happy that you said that, Mark, because the why is what's going to make it sustainable. So if, you're, if your why is, is centered in empathy and you know, uh, an awareness of what's happening and how it affects people's lives, then you will be sustainable. So, so yeah, so basically I would say to start small, just think about it like you would think about anything in business. Like I said, like you wouldn't like throw your money at anything and then like you know later be like oh i wonder i wonder if i should have done that you will sit down you'll say okay this is what i have this is what i can budget for how can i make the most of this so if you have a thousand dollars to die to um to, to give to dei well give to invest in dei mm -hmm. um if yes exactly because it is an investment which means there will be a return on that investment um it just know where you know where you are and know where your people are right so for example if you are somebody that's like you've already read the books you've already you know you've already got a good idea of of what diversity and inclusion entails then your first step can be some type of implementation maybe that implementation is okay i'm going to create a goal i have a team of 10 people so my goal is to make like at least um at least two people um, people of color, at least one person from the LGBTQIA, at least one woman, things like that. If you have a, a smaller team of like three, maybe you say, okay, so what we're going to do is we usually have um, meetings, you know, let's find a catering company within our city that is from, you know, a marginalized group. And let's use that catering company rather than the big, 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 huge organization that we usually use so that we can support small businesses owned by minorities um so little things like that and just make sure whatever it is like i said it's something that is sustainable if you are somebody that has absolutely no idea and you're like oh my gosh like what in the world is this dei is it is it die spelled wrong like i don't get this stuff i would suggest starting with like training just because from my experience 
training kind of strengthens your why, right? Because like I've had people come to me and they've never like they're like, okay, this sounds interesting, but I don't really get it. Like I don't get it, get it. Um, you know, and they only say that when we get to the point where this, they understand that it's a safe space, right? Because nobody's really gonna come out and be like, Natasha, I don't get this stuff and I don't really care that much. So once we get to that point and they they're able to ask the questions that they want to ask, then I can explain it and break it down, break down like the importance of DEI and break down why, like how how that helps their business and break down the whole big thing behind it that makes it so important. And after you get that training, your why will be much stronger. So that training can come in the form of, you know, DEI training, unconscious bias training, which is a huge one, or just a training for awareness of like different issues within different groups. But after you get that, then you understand, then you will have like more of a, a fervor, you know, more of a fire to go to, to do the next step. But yeah, so that's my long answer to your short question. <laughs> I mean, I do like the training because uh, that makes you more committed. It makes you realize more different stuff that's happening. Um, I know we've been talking a lot about the diversity standpoint, but I do want to talk about the inclusion on the flip side of the coin. So let's say that you are someone who doesn't feel like you're getting included at the workplace or you're a solopreneur and you feel kind of odd in your group of people you're networking with and you don't feel like you belong or you don't feel like you're being included. What advice would you have for that person? Because I know there are definitely a lot of people who go through that and uh, especially with given like, you know, jobs being like, you know, like if you leave, like, you know, there's not necessarily one like right out of the gate available for you. Uh, what's your advice for people who are in that situation? Great. So my first advice would be to make sure that you bring awareness to your feelings. Because what I noticed too, because of what you said just now about, you know, not having another job lined up, what happens is a lot of people tend to keep that feeling to themselves. So they go through work and their quality of life sucks because they hate their job because they're not included and they're called into meetings and during the meetings, nobody hears their ideas or they're not even invited to the meeting or when they go to the networking party, nobody's talking to them or, you know, there are so many different scenarios where that plays out. And they just go through it silently. And then maybe when they get home, they say, oh my God, husband, oh my God, wife, this is what happened. Can you believe they treated me like this? But they never tell the boss. They never tell, well, the HR, if HR exists within that company, they never talk to somebody about it. So guess what? It continues to happen because I think that the first step when it, as it relates to inclusion is awareness. Um, so making sure that there are, there are proper ways to say things. So of course you're not gonna go up to the person and be like, listen here. <laughs> you better start listening to me more but there is a way to say hello hello mark i just wanted to bring this to your attention and i hope you don't take this in a way that is offensive but i wanted to let you know that you know when i expressed my opinions in the last meeting my opinions were overlooked and that wasn't the first time that it happened i've been noticing a pattern about that and i wanted to just have a conversation about how that makes me feel do you have 15 minutes to chat about it and if he says no he's a jerk likely he's not gonna say no right mark wouldn't say no would you mark no, I never say no to that. See, he wouldn't say no. So in the same way, if there's a there's a very good chance that the person that is that that if you're in this environment where you don't feel included, if you voice that, there are so many other people possibly if you're in a larger organization that feel the same way. So you being the champion and being the one that's going out and saying like, I deserve a seat at the table and I would like to have that. And this is how I feel when I don't have it. And this is how I'm demotivated. And this is that when you say you're demotivated, 
the person listening, if this is uh, as it relates to like a job, the person listening will think about that and say, oh my gosh, she's demotivated. That means low employee engagement. That means high turnover rates. That means high recruitment costs. So mm. you're, they, if, they, if you work for a company that has even the, list, the smallest bit of a heart, once you bring that awareness to them, then they are likely going to try to at least listen to you and then make steps hopefully towards becoming better. And uh, similar to a classroom, like when one person raised their hand and asked a question, like usually five other people had the same question. So if you mention that issue, like about demotivation, chances are you, you have to think as the boss that there's at least five other people who are on that same exact boat. So I definitely like the way that you approach in that conversation because you don't want to be like guns a blazing, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you do want to like, uh, you just want to voice your concern and, you know, have something built up because uh, Natasha mentioned something so important where some people, they'll just like stay quiet about it, collect their paycheck, keep on doing that. But that deteriorates your personal life and uh, like, like money's important. Like this isn't like a, you know, uh, you don't have to work. Like yeah. we're not talking about that here, but um, you don't want to make the money in a way that destroys the rest of your personal life. And then, you know, at that point it is worth doing a side hustle. It is worth looking at different ways to make income if you still don't feel welcome at the place you're currently at. So, I mean, diversity and inclusion, it, it's such an important topic. Um, and we just, it's just important for all of us to be more aware of different stuff that is going on just to pay more attention. Like, you know, the time you invest in it, I mean, that is like, just that is a game changer. And you guys like, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know you guys, uh, the fact that you listen to this episode means you definitely care about this topic. Uh, since you guys care about this topic, I am sure that you will want to follow Natasha and her work. So we'll give you the opportunity, Natasha, to just share some of the links that you want us to throw into the show notes. Awesome. So um, first of all, thank you again. I so appreciate you opening this platform and bringing this awareness to your audience. And I'm, hopefully, I'm hoping that someone was helped by the conversation that we had today. Um, but definitely would love to talk to you guys more. Um, like I said earlier, I think I mentioned that like I am a safe space. So like for any entrepreneur or any person that's out there that's like, oh my gosh, I have a question that wasn't answered, but I really am scared to ask it because it might be like, you know, it might be awkward or mm. she might be offended. Natasha won't be offended. So like, just send me a DM or a PM or whatever it is. Um, I am at mind fro travel that's mind as in your mind fro as in my afro which i'm currently touching you might not be able to see it but i'm touching it and then travel as in you know traveling around the world so at mind fro travel on instagram and you can just follow me directly actually on facebook add me as a friend pm me um natasia tweetsy miller and i also for people that are interested in in race related diversity and inclusion i created an anti-racism course and that's free on facebook um, awesome. on youtube my 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 gosh it's free on youtube i'm all about facebook but it's um youtube.com forward slash c forward slash mindfro travel and yeah it's, it's about an hour talking about things like microaggression systemic racism unconscious bias all that great stuff so make sure you check that out We'll be throwing those links in the show notes. Definitely make sure you check this out. Good follow-up to this episode as well. Natasha, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Pleasure is mine. And thank you again, Mark.